Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Marcus Marks. And today we're talking about S5 E8 Scream for Me. Mm-hmm. Scream for Me. We uh, open up. Oh, before we begin with that, we should say this is uh, written by Oliver Goldstick and Mike Goldsmith, directed by Bethany Rooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we open up with. Oh, shit, it's choir practice. Had the liars always been in choir and we just didn't know? What a good question. Now, this is a Christmas song, right? They're singing What Child Is This? Which I think is... It's hard to tell sometimes when you're talking about like religious hymns, like whether or not it's a Christmas song, because a lot of them are about Jesus. But uh, it feels like it, right? Sure. Um, so the liars were all in a row singing... Arya and, and Spencer are singing, kind of looking at each other nervously. They're they're looking at kind of something off to their left that we can't really see, mm-hmm. and they're they're singing along here as the camera pans over to Emily and then Hannah. And Hannah's kind of shifting around and bumping into Emily. <laughs> Hannah looks like she's drunk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Emily kind of points out where they are in the song, and Hannah just totally tonelessly sings along. Um, did you ever see Pitch Perfect? Yes. Doesn't it kind of remind you of like Britney Snow for like vocal cord nodes where they do Hannah's vocals here? Mm, I don't remember enough it's, about that. It's like they just like now. they like raise up Hannah's vocals in the soundtrack and they get like deep and off key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's neat is the camera it's like started out over on like the left side of the row, like with Aria, and moved all the way across over to Hannah on the other side, and then it turns around and pans again over to uh, what they've been looking at, which is this kind of like side, like rehearsal room mm-hmm. with windows and a door. There's like windows and, and a door so you can see who's in it. Mm-hmm. And in there is Tanner talking to Allie. So this is what has had them nervous this whole time. Yeah. Um, just side note, I could have swore I saw something on Twitter in this episode aired that like of the actual vocals used in this scene, like Janelle Lennon was one of those people. Oh, really? That's funny. I could have swore that I saw that. I would like somebody to let, let us know if that's true or not, if I just made that up. But I think it's true. Um, so out in the hallway, yeah, or classroom or whatever, there's Tanner it's talking. Like, it's like a rehearsal room, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Tanner's like, so you hadn't spoken to Shauna since before the abduction. And Allison says she hadn't really spoken to anyone during. And Tanner cuts her off with like, no, I, I get it. Not until you broke free. I'm just trying to understand why Shauna, who thought you were deceased, chose to move up to this area and live with her aunt. And Allison looks confused and says that she, she can't answer that. And she's like, I, I can't answer that. I like the way she plays this. Just like, like a confused teenager. Like, why are you asking me this? Yeah, like still traumatized. Mm-hmm. But just with a hint of uh, playing Tanner's game here, you know, yeah. it's yeah. like, I see what you're trying to do. I'm not going to offer an opinion on that. Yeah. yeah. She also says she can't answer that. And Tanner's like, well, neither can Shauna, who really is deceased, <laughs> except in, you know, Arya's like dark doo-wop fantasies. Um, but Tanner, full and sarcastic, says, so you have to excuse me while I wrap my brain around the coincidence. Um, <laughs> Tanner pulls out like her little tiny cop notepad for writing notes. And she's like, did you ever try to contact Shauna? And Allison's like, 
I thought this was going to be about my mother. And Tanner's just like, oh, you well, know. She's like, Allie's like, am I the only one who thinks that this freak went after her because it got away from him? Uh, then the bell rings. So Allie's, you know, saved by the bell here. Tanner, Tanner smiles, but like kind of just to herself. Yeah. You know, like she's just like, hmm. And she says, the police have many theories. <laughs> and Allie frowns, like, interrogation's over for now. Is kind of the, the vibe we get. Yeah, yeah, they've come to an impasse on their mutual innuendo. Um, so in the music room, we see the four liars are regrouping. Hannah has like torn stockings on. Those are some amazing, crazy torn, like crimson stocking nylon things going on. Well, it's like she's about to go crawling around in like the sexiest 80s music video ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily asks the Did group. Did you see like, Arya's dress, by the way? Yes. Arya's, Arya just has a dress that's like camouflage, like, like army green camouflage. With like, leather leggings or it looks like leather mm-hmm. leggings it's uh it's adorable it's it's, Aria. it's a very cute outfit i mean this is like the kind of outfit i can actually see like a girl like aria wearing in real life <laughs> it's not you know to put in context like a skirt made of ties she's wearing it to hide from the cops yeah, of course no one can see her mm-hmm. also she's tiny so they can't see over other people's heads um so emily asks you know why would tanner do this here and spencer says to make a point we're next um, and Arya says, well, maybe the cops saw Allie sneaking out of her house last night, too. And uh, I'm kind of surprised. Why the cops think that? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Arya didn't make this more about herself here. But Emily says, you didn't tell Allie about Spencer's tapes, did you? And Arya's like, no, of course not. Some of us know how to keep our mouths shut. Big old glare at Hannah. Yeah. Uh, I feel so bad for Hannah in this episode. Everyone's mad at her, and it's it's not helping. Like, it's only going to push Hannah further in her funk that everyone's giving her shit. Oh, and she looks like she's hungover on life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she now, just she just like takes that insult, you know. She doesn't even respond. Yeah, yeah. Allison keep her mouth shut. <laughs> Allison comes back and joins the group, and Allie asks, "What was that about?" And Allison says it was all about Shauna. And Ari asks if Tanner knows they weren't really in Philly that night. And Allison says that she can't tell, but t- t- Tanner clearly doesn't believe her story because she's trying to trip her up, which makes sense. The story is full of holes. Yeah. So Allie, or not Allie, Aria grabs her giant ass like leopard print purse, and she's like, "Okay, well, I I gotta go call Ezra." Ugh. Spencer's like, no, Arya, wait. Uh, meanwhile, in the background, Allie's like walked over to the music stand to like retrieve her little songbook worksheet. Yeah. And Arya's like, for what? So she can ambush him while he's having a medical checkup in New York. He needs to know what was broadcast in the brew. More glares at Hannah. It's like, hey, hey, Arya, be nice. Well, I think Arya's going a little too far in like her being shitty to Hannah. Oh man. But yeah, buckle so- in. Yeah, Aria out. Uh, Allison's like flipping through her like sheet music when she knows something. Oh, this, speaking spoiler, you're not gonna see Ezra this week. He's having a medical checkup in yeah. New York. Thanks for letting us know that, Aria. Yeah. Um. So Allison's like flipping through her sheet music when she knows something. Emily notices it too, and so does Spencer. Spencer asks Allison, "Have you had this with you all morning?" And Allison says yes. And Hannah's just like, well, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" So she grabs the sheet music and looks at it. Some of the notes on the sheet music are all circled in like red ink. Yeah, yeah, a little like red sharpie, and Hannah's Hannah's looking at it, and she's like, "I don't get it." And Spencer comes around, and she says, "Somebody circled all the A's, all the A notes." I love that. <laughs> and uh, Hannah turns the last page, and her and Spencer both frown. And Allie, who can't see what they're looking at, she's like, "What? Is there something else?" So Spencer reads the A message that says, "Glad to hear you're singing. Last time you were all choked up." L O L. And Allie, Allie's hand kind of like unconsciously moves to her throat, like she's very scared. Mm. and they're all looking around nervously that's a classic a move right there you know yeah like when did they even do this yeah uh 
one of our listeners, Jared, had put forth theory along the lines of something that said the end of last. We said in the last season that Tanner and Holbrook know what the liars are up to and are allowing it because they can investigate all this in ways that the cops can't. So basically, the PLLs are Batman and Tanner and Holbrook, Commissioner Gordon. I don't uh, know if I entirely buy that. I mean, I know the cops in this town are terrible. They belong in clown cars, you say? I don't know if they would actually let a bunch of teenagers do their own investigation. I, I think it applied to that, that scene of Holbrook and Hannah to mm-hmm. a certain extent, but uh, I don't think it's that quite and dry, cut and dry because it's kind of what you saw in Veronica Mars just a little bit. I think they're, maybe they're hoping that by occasionally rattling the liar's cages, new leads will fall out for them. Yeah. Know? But I don't, I don't think that they're actively like getting behind Spencer tearing up this mystery. Yeah. Uh, so after the credits, we're inside Hannah's lock. We're here getting some stuff out. Meanwhile, Emily and Spencer are walking towards Hannah. And Emily's like, it's not an outrageous theory. Mona recruited half the school to torture Allison. And Spencer says it's not just Allison that they're all hearing that and that that, that they're all hearing from A again uh, because of Allison. Uh, uh, yeah, she says we still have no idea who's in the brew with Hannah and Sydney. And Emily's like, maybe Sydney can tell us. And as they walk up to Hannah, a beer can falls out of Hannah's locker. That's and, rough, Hannah. Yeah, some super judgy Spencer eyebrows as Spencer like swoops in to pick up the can. She's like, are you collecting that for recycling? And Emily's like, Hannah, what's going on with you? And Hannah's like, what are you talking about? Spencer says, yesterday your blouse is on inside out, and today your locker smells like Oktoberfest. (laughs) And Hannah's like, what are you, hall monitor? Spencer says, no, we're your friends, and we're a little bit concerned. And Hannah says, you know what? The candy isn't even mine. Caleb probably put it in my bag. What the fuck, Caleb? Yeah. And Spencer's eyes, like, get bigger, and, like, her and Emily have just both looked at each other, like, uh, you know, and Hannah's just like, don't. I already have one friend throwing shade at me. And uh, Emily says, have you apologized to her? And Hannah's like, Aria doesn't want to hear it. I left her a message. And Spencer says, yeah, we heard it, and it sounded like you were underwater, and Caleb was laughing in the background. So the drunken adventures of Hannah Merritt sound like so much fun. They do until you get to this next part where Hannah explains he was watching a guy eat his own beard on YouTube. And she says this like it's completely Mm self-explanatory. But what I'm getting from this is that Caleb just sucks now. Yeah. He's just some drunken asshole like watching YouTube videos. He's like a high school dropout. Yeah. To which Spencer says, classy. You Mm -hmm. may need to say it again. I don't think Spencer actually thinks he's classy. No, I think I, that was sarcasm. I think that sarcasm was so rough and hard that it could power the school for a year. Um, mm-hmm. Emily says, you know, and you need to apologize to Allison. You almost outed her to my mom. We were there to support her story, not throw peanuts at the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and the bell rings, but you can kind of tell, like, Hannah's got her defenses up. She's not really taking anything they say for anything, you know? Yeah. And Spencer's like, let's just finish this at lunch. And Hannah's like, I have other plans. She slams her locker shut. Yeah. The Dark Hannah saga continues. It's kind of distressing to watch. It's not fun when the liars are fighting. No, but yeah, they're like inviting Hannah to like a further witch burning and Hannah's the witch. So I, I can understand Hannah would rather go hang out for dropout, dumbass, loser, former cyber hacker, ghost hunter boyfriend. Um, so Arya's like swiftly moving down the front steps of the school. She's leaving Ezra a voicemail, and she says, Allie got rid of what Tanner. A must have tipped her off about New York. Has Eddie called yet? We need to figure out what's up with those drawings. I need to get them back to Big Rhonda before she notices they're missing. Um, then Arya sees Ella walking up to the school, and so she kind of flips around and is just like, Ezra, just call me back as soon as you can. Yeah, like the way she, she turns around and lowers her voice. Yeah. 
Yeah, call me as soon as you can. So she hangs up, and Arya and Ellis say hi to each other. This and is right in front of the school. So I just want to mm-hmm. remind everyone that uh, right in front of the school is when Ella previously got attacked by killer bees in her own car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Arya says, hey, what are you doing here? And Ella says, I was just dropping off some invitations. What are you doing outside? <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, the parental units are getting nosy, Arya. You better shut that down. Yeah. Yeah. Shut it down, girl. And Ari's like, oh, um, I just had to leave a message for dad. I think I left a book in his car. It's been a while since we had some allusions to Byron and Ezra. Mm-hmm. Almost being the same people. Yeah. And Ella's like, you were out the door so fast this morning. I thought maybe we could have breakfast together. Ari just like scoffs at this. Well, she's like, she's like playing with like Ella's like fringy necklace. No, no, no. I like your scarf. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I just figured you guys were jet lagged. And meaning, Ella's meaning presumably Ella and Baker Brozak. Yeah, and Ella nods. Ella seems like a little cautious. She's like, "So look, I know we've asked you to say a little something Saturday night." And Ari's like, "Oh, mom, no, I don't have to. It's it's your engagement party." But Ella's like, "No, honey, no. I want to. I want you to. Um, I was just I was wondering if I could introduce you as my maid of honor." And of course, this gets a big smile of realization from Maria, and they hug. And Ari's like, of course, oh my god, yes, of course. And Ella's like, I'm so glad you said that. So I booked us an appointment today, this afternoon, at the bridal shop. And Ari's like, wait, today? No, 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 I can't do that. I'm at Radley. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Ella's like, uh, well, can you, an- another volunteer cover your shift? And of course, right now, her- Ari's phone starts ringing. We see Ezra's calling. And Ella's like, because it's a little tricky to get these appointments... Because they book a suite and there's tea. And Ari's just like, sounds like fun, Mom. I'm going to run ahead to class. Can we figure this out later? <laughs> oh, wow. And so she's just like running off with her phone. And Ella's just like, sure. And she's just left there to ponder what an asshole her daughter is. Yeah. Well, so three things there. Who did Arya think was going to be the maid of honor? Like, Ella's waiting to, like, what, days before? Ashley Marin. That'd be awesome. Um, but just imagine the, uh, like, the bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, there's your fan fiction right there. Um, second thing, it's hilarious to me that Arya will only refer to that girl as Big Rhonda. It's as if, like, Arya's, like, subscribing this girl to her closeted fear and or fantasy of, like, prison dynamics. <laughs> like, just imagine what we would do to our precocious hero if Rhonda called her new meat. Uh, third, it's been such a long time <laughs> since, or like, like, Ezra, yeah, like, that has been, like, freaking us out and grossing us out, like, on such, like, a textual level. That it's been a long time since we've actually been, you know, scared of it on like a subtextual level. So it's in the in, Ezra. in the theoretical uh, PLL mom bachelor party or bachelorette mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. which one of the moms ends up fucking the male stripper? Uh, I think just to blow everyone's mind, to be the most shocking as possible, Veronica? it's Pam. Oh, Pam. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And she feels really bad about the next Well, thing. and then it gets really weird because that stripper, it's no con. <laughs> Snow Khan and Andrew the nerd. Wow. Yeah. They've got secrets too. Veronica and Pam tag team it. Whoa. We Whoa. just went in some you, really gross places. <laughs> you really like the idea of Veronica and No Khan. Like you're shipping that. Oh, that's a weird ship. I mean Veronica, she's she's gonna be back on the market. Yeah. Time yeah. to get time to get take some revenge on Peter. And it's not like Veronica looked bad, but apparently she hasn't been eating in a few days, so she's, mm-hmm. I would presume, trimming down. Uh, cut the swim team locker. Emily like comes rushing in. Several of the girls are getting dressed, uh, including Sydney. 
sees Emily asks if she watched practice. Emily says no. Sydney says that she's, you know, improved her time thanks to Emily. And then Emily says that she actually wanted just to thank Sydney for babysitting Hannah last night. Because Emily heard that Hannah was really out of it. Emily's going to very subtly try to see what Sydney knows here. Yeah. Sydney uh, didn't think so. Hannah seemed okay. And Emily's just like, really? Because she's Amish when it comes to, to booze. Two sips and she's blotto. Making stuff up. Telling people that her grandfather invented the paperclip. And Sydney's like, like, did he? And Emily's like, Hannah's? No. But she called me from home and started rambling about us going back to New York. And we've never, ever been to New York together. Did she invite you too? And Sydney's like, I don't think she ever mentioned New York. Liar. Yeah. Uh, smooth emily and sydney's finished dressing now and so she, she kind of walks away and then turns around like more seriously she says are you seriously not going to tell me the real reason you came in here and emily's face is like oh shit you know then sydney mm-hmm. says did they not make the offer and Emily's like what offer sydney says assistant coach the team took a vote and clearly this is news to emily and sydney's like oh my god either you're an amazing liar or i'm a total idiot please say you're thrilled uh one of those is not true at all Mm-hmm. The other totally is. And Emily says, uh, I don't know. I mean, I have so much stuff going on. And she, Sid- she needs to spend more time focusing on her conflicted love life, the ontological terrorism that is her life, and also her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And Sydney's like, oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you'd want this. My bad. Like, it's like Emily just stepped on her dick or something. It's like, hey, yeah. Sydney, lighten up. Yeah, like, Sydney's really inconvenienced by all this. Yeah. Assistant coach. Like, would they pay her? I doubt it. Well, there's, like, there's an offer involved. Like, what does Emily get out of this? Hey, Emily, you want to do this thing or not? No? Fine. Emily's like, how much? Is there a stipend? A couple hundred bucks a week? Yeah, really. Uh, So, outside the school, Hannah is, like, on the phone with Caleb. uh, And Caleb's like, hello? Hello? And Hannah's like, Caleb? And he's like, oh, hey, baby. Oh, hey, baby. Like, you should be eating something this whole time, you know? Yeah, like chewing and crunching. Mm-hmm. Hannah's like, thought we were meeting for lunch. He's like, oh, what time is it? <laughs> and Hannah's like, uh, half past, I'm hungry. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. I must have overslept. Let me just throw some clothes on. And Hannah's like, no, no, no worries. I'll just see you later. And she rolls her eyes and hangs up. And and we see, uh, she turns to see Allie's like walking up and Hannah just like makes this like, uh, face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Allie pulls out a bottle of water and hands it to Hannah. She's like, Hey, hydrate. Yeah. You drunk bitch. So Hannah takes it and she's like, thanks. And she's like, look, I'm really sorry about the other night at Emily's dinner. That was so not cool. And Allie's like, um, we're all stressed. If there's something else or, and you're really upset with me. And Hannah says, no, we're good. And it's like, Hannah, that was your chance. Yeah, really? That was your opportunity to kind of bury a hatchet here. But, you know, these are teenage girls. So, Allie, and then Allie says, so my dad's going to Westport for a few days. And he wants me to go with him. And Hannah's like, is A going to let that happen? And Allie shakes her head. And she's like, never. I obviously can't stay home alone. So, can I crash at your house? And Hannah's like, um, I, I'd have to talk to my mom. There's a lot going on right now. And you can just see, like... Allie's face fall at this, you know. She's like, mm-hmm. but and then Hannah's like, uh, but but I'll I'll talk to her. But I think Allison, you can also tell, knows this is bullshit. Like her bullshit detector oh, yeah. is going off. Uh, what is Ashley doing now? Like, her boss is dead. <laughs> Allie's like, honestly, I need a job. Yeah, I've been at the Bradbury. I've been hooking <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, Sledge's so kitchen. Toby's over with a haircut. 
Um, Toby has like Spencer's uh, phone and is like swiping through the pictures of Bethany Young's artwork, and Spencer's telling him that she can't understand why. If it if, just gets more twisted. Yeah. If Bethany pushed Toby's mom off the roof and Mrs. D covered up for it, then why would Bethany draw Mrs. D getting skewered by a demon? And uh, why would she turn on her? And did A play any part in it? Because right now, the only common denominator between Bethany and Mrs. D is A. And at this point, totally, literally face palms. Yeah, it rubs his temples. Mm. And Spencer's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, don't be sorry, Spencer. And she's like, I know that you wanted to put Radley behind you, and so did the audience. <laughs> and Toby says, I can't put this behind me until it's over. And it's not. It's time for him to suit up and fight crime again. But it might be soon. He gets up to like go raid the Hastings fridge, and he says, once I'm asking questions from the inside. I wonder if this would be like, inside of what? The fridge? Huh? What? <laughs> well, she says, from the inside of what? And then Toby just like, he po- he opens this mostly empty fridge, and he points at it with just like total scorn. He's like, did both your parents move out? <laughs> like, Toby requires more than just condiments, Spencer. And Spencer says, no, my mom's just not sitting down for meals, barely even eating. And he pulls out a couple frozen dinners, and he says, your parents are going to work through this, Spencer. They've got a lot of history together. <laughs> and Spencer says, that's what's splitting them up. What did you mean by the inside? And Toby says, the police department. I enrolled at the Harrisburg Police Academy. Oh boy. I wanted Spencer to be drinking something here so she could like, spit it out. I mean, everybody just stop and take a breath and, and let that plot point sink in. Hashtag actual bad guys. Toby's I mean, going to be a cop. Does he know that Troy Bell, sorry, probably does an amazing spit take? But, uh, he's I, like, I have a GED. That's all you need, right? But I think Spencer thinks that he's just like straight up like fooling with her here. Like, like Toby's dry British humor is coming out. Well, she out. has a <laughs> British humor. <laughs> I went to London for a week. I'm basically British now. I'm in Monty Python now. Hip, hip, cheerio. Yeah, um, I, I can't do Toby British. Um, <laughs> It's a great moment where, like, Spencer, she hears this, and she looks utterly confused until, like, this kind of guarded smile, like, spreads across her face, and she laughs. She's like, no, you didn't. You wouldn't do that. Why would you do that without telling me? <laughs> like, the smile kind of fades away, and I think Toby's balls just froze off when she said that. <laughs> and he's like, probably because I anticipated this warm and encouraging response. And Spencer says, Toby, you can't just become a policeman. Nice lampshade. Mm-hmm. Toby says, why not? I thought the uniform was a turn-on. Ew. Yeah, and she's like, no, it's not. Is this why you cut your hair? And he's just like, no, I lost it in the fire. And he says, uh... No, 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 he, has, he actually makes a joke here. He says, yeah. uh, well, you know, since the uniform didn't work. And it's like, holy shit, Toby cracked the joke. When does that ever happen? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, uh, people do not just up and join a police academy. And Toby's like, they do when they're tired of watching people they like, feel, they love feel unprotected. Or when they want to be spun off into their own TV show called Actual Bad Guys. Uh, Spencer looks so disappointed. And she's just like, oh my. It's God. not even disappointment. It's like, I, it's a complete inability to take Toby seriously. Like, yeah. which is one of her best qualities. She's Welcome just to like, the oh club, my God. Spencer. Mm-hmm. And people just don't up and join a police academy. And Toby's like, what? Look, the cops in this town are either bungling or corrupt. Wouldn't it be refreshing to have someone inside the building who actually cares? Somebody who can have access to all those police records? I like how you can see Spencer's eye like literally twitch at the mention of access to records. Yeah. And Toby's like, and somebody who doesn't think my house blew up because of a gas leak? He actually like points off into the space as he says, that building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wanted Spencer to be like, Toby, like City Hall is that way. Your police station's that way, not that way. 
Spencer's just like staring at him in disbelief and he holds up a frozen dinner in each hand. And he says, so now who's going to cook this dinner? I was invited for you or me. It's like, fuck off, Toby. So, okay. So two things. The other night, the Hardy bros are just like chilling at the hospital with like Toby's dad at the broken leg. Right. I can only imagine that Caleb and Toby are like getting each other like spun up and even more angry about the bungling cops and their clown cars in this town. And, and they're and just Toby, like, you know what, guys, we should be cops. Well, like, <laughs> Toby, based on this conversation, decided to go join the police force. Like, let's be cops. Mm-hmm. Caleb, based on this conversation, decided to resume his newfound love of being a lazy, smartmouth drunk. <laughs> um, but then also, everyone online was just kind of like, Toby in the Police Academy? How long would that last? Three episodes or three seasons? <laughs> but wouldn't Toby being a cop put more complications and roadblocks of his, in his relationship with Spencer? Because Toby's job as a you cop would think so. presumably would be to uphold law and order and be gross to young women in this town. And Spencer's got a Spencer. Well, I mean, the amount of crimes these girls commit on a regular day. I mean, yeah. felonies left and right. He's like, Spencer, you know, I'm supposed to report you for that. But I mean, like, so you can't just break and enter all the time. Future episode hypothetical scenario, like the cops are investigating that somebody broken and stole some kind of piece of information the only lead they have on is that whoever these thieves were they were dressed like candy stripers and toby's <laughs> just like let me just burn this evidence mm-hmm. <laughs> like a real cop would in rosewood <laughs> i am a true rosewood cop now i mean he's basically going to be i say this in air quotes that you can't see good garrett mm. <laughs> or just garrett yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we cut to from that to something equally wonderful aria and radley short aria she's trying to look through windows in these like therapy rooms at radley these the windows are like these little narrow uh windows on the doors like high up mm-hmm. and of course because aria's short she's like having to like get up on her tippy toes to try to see through them also this is where i realized that aria's earrings are giant nuts as in nuts and bolts which is just oh, yeah. weird yeah yeah they're big washers um, so just then, Nurse Lisa pops her head out into the hallway and asks Ari if she can help her. Nurse Lisa, you remember, was Mona's favorite nurse from Rally back in season three. No, no I don't think it, I don't think she was a favorite. I think it was somebody else that we saw was like it? one time. Yeah. Well, Nurse Lisa was the one who listened in on uh, Aria and Mona talking that one time, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she's like, "Can I help you?" And Ari's like, "Oh yeah, um, I'm I'm looking for Eddie Lamb. He works here." I was just helping out with the art therapy, and she holds up her badge, and the ner- nurse just, like, jabs a finger at her. She's like, I know why you're here, but Eddie's not. Yesterday was his last day. And Ari's like, oh, he didn't mention that. Wait, did he get another job? The nurse is like, I have no idea. And Ari's like, well, did he leave a 40 number? Any way to contact him? And the nurse says, are you here to finger paint or speed date the orderlies? I suggest he stick to the day room. Fuck yes, Nurse Lisa. Ari just got told... Uh, well, Arya's like, like unfazed by this. Yeah, the nurse just like guides her right into the day room and shuts the door behind her. Well, and and Arya like looks around at the the contents of this room and yeah. she's like, "Fuck these monsters!" Pauses for like one moment. <laughs> it's like, "Fuck this place." Yeah, goes out the side door. That side door, which is right across the hallway from Big Ronda's room, which is convenient. And Arya lets herself inside and shuts the door. Yeah, she just immediately exits another door and sneaks into Big Ronda's room. And we see she. In the room, she crouches down, she pulls out Bethany's sketchbook, she puts it back, and just as she's finished doing this, Rhonda walks in. Rhonda is pissed to see her. She's like, you looking for something? And Oh, shit. Arya's speechless. She kind of flinches, and Rhonda closes the door, and, and we go to commercial. 
Come back, Arya's like standing up, and she's like, uh, I couldn't find you. I just wanted to take another peek at your sketchbook, and then I just put it right back. Which is actually the truth. One of the nurses, uh, they said you stashed it under your bed. I like the way her voice gets all like high and innocent when she's scared, you know? And she's like, I'm sorry, Rhonda, really. I, I never meant to invade your space, but I'm gonna go back to the day room now. They're probably looking for me. And she tries to walk past Rhonda, and Rhonda just like grabs her arm and holds her back. Mm-hmm. She says, I can forget I saw you here. And Ari's like, okay, now you're speaking my language. Mm-hmm. And Rhonda says, but it might cost you something. And Ari's like, like what? I ship it. Your face, Arya. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, at the Marin house. Yeah, it's night. We see Hannah coming to the front door, but we can hear Allison's voice. Uh, Allison says, there were so many days that I thought I wouldn't make it, but then I thought of my family, and that's what got me through it, picturing my house, my family. Hannah, like, comes in the kitchen, sees Allison and Ashley talking there in the kitchen. Ashley like says, hey we, to we're Hannah. seeing, like, it's like another practice session for Allie, you know? Yeah. Ashley says, hey to Hannah. Allison turns to Hannah and says, hey. Ashley then informs Hannah that Allison will be staying with them for a few days while her dad is out of town, and Hannah's what? face is just like this fucking bitch. I like when when Allie says hey, she turns around and she has this smile for Hannah that's like almost kind of pleading, like eh, you know, like don't say uh, anything. And and Hannah just kind of like very subtly shakes her head in reply. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Ashley's like, hey, Allison's gonna stay with us, and Hannah just has this very forced smile. And Ashley's like, Allie, why don't you go upstairs and get some rest, okay? Hannah and I can finish making dinner. Allie's like, are you sure? And Ashley gets up. She walks to the cupboard and she says, absolutely. You should take a nice hot bath. And she holds out this like fancy jar of bath salts. And she's like, here, you can use these. It'll help you relax. And Allie's like, wow, thank you, Mrs. Marin. And Ashley's like, oh, you're welcome. So Allie gets up and she tries to smile at Hannah again. And, and Hannah's just like, eh, barely smiling back. There's definitely some tension here. And Ashley's like, Hannah, can you wash your hands and help? We're having stir fry. So Hannah's like very sullen. She walks over to the sink. She hasn't said a word yet. Yeah. Ashley's chopping veggies. And Ashley's like, that was so upsetting. That girl has no support system at all. You know, I used to think Allie was too tough for her own good. But thank God. Thank God she is. Otherwise, I don't think she'd have survived. So Hannah says she's going to vomit. And Well, this is totally true, though. I mean, Allie has bigger balls than any of the guys on this show. True, true, true. I mean, you know Allie's not afraid of spiders. Okay. Um, Hannah looks like she's going to vomit. A-, a theory that I've been working on for a while now is that Ashley isn't just like a wine-loving mom on this show, but she's also like live watching this show on Netflix <laughs> or Hulu or whatever and is actually like commenting on the show while interacting with a segmented group of the characters. So Ashley asks Hannah to make up the day bed and some clean new sheets after dinner. And Hannah says that she's actually not going to stay for dinner. She lies and says she promised Caleb that she'd help him study for his exit exams. And Ashley's by a little thrown by this. drinking. Yeah, drinking uh, and fucking. Yeah, that's that's how I study. Uh, Ashley's a little thrown by this, but says okay. She asks if Hannah could at least show Allison where the guest house are. Uh, Hannah says fine, and then Hannah is like, oh, and by the way, I've asked to use those bath salts like a million times. Oh, what a betrayal! Yeah, like Hannah, soul and Hannah's out. It's like the bath salts. How dare you, mother? You know, so, asked yeah. you to use those a million times. Yeah, like Ashley pauses her chopping to ponder this, like. So was Hannah just like, can I use these bath salts? And Ashley's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. like, no wine special bath salts, yeah. Well, now Ashley's got to think like, ah, oh, shit, like what's going on with my daughter now? 
Yeah. So Rhonda's room, we cut to. Uh, Arya sets down a, a can of root beer and some spicy flame cheese crunches. Rhonda opens up that root bill. Like and Cheetos, basically, yeah. Yeah, and Arya's like, did you want a cup or some crushed ice of that? Which I would like to point out, I'm just thankful that Arya didn't decant the cream soda this time. <laughs> yeah, Rhonda's like, ah, fuck that. She pops the can, starts drinking, throws her legs up on the desk and leans back. She says, why are you so into that sketchbook? Was she a friend of yours? And Arya says, Bethany? No, I, I never met her. And my notes just say, liar. <laughs> and Arya sits down and she says, but her body was buried in my friend's backyard. So I think everyone's just a little curious about who she was, why she ran away. And Rhonda tells us, everybody thinks about running away from here. And a lot of folks had it a whole lot worse than she did. Arya's like, what do you mean? And Rhonda says, I never had nobody signing me out, taking me to the circus. Thank God you met Arya. Yeah, and Arya's like, wait, who signed Bethany out? And Rhonda says, that rich lady with a big beige purse. She's like, ha, she gave Bethany a whole lot more than a bag of chips. And Arya's like, wait, what rich lady? Was her name Mrs. De Laurentiis? Rhonda thinks about it. She's like, yeah, something like that. And Arya's like, what kind of gifts did she give? Did she ever give her any clothes? A yellow top, maybe? It was layered. and which It's like a pretty sharp question, actually, by Arya. Yeah. Kind of wondering, like, how the hell did Bethany Young get in that yellow top? Yeah. And Rhonda says, I don't remember anything about the top, but I sure as hell remember custard. And Harry's like, she gave her pie? That is my move. <laughs> Rhonda rolls her eyes, and she's like, a horse. She took her out to one of those stables by Lewisburg and let Bethany adopt her own damn pony. Hmm. Harry's like, do you know why Mrs. Dillerentis would have been giving her all these gifts? But clearly Rhonda, like, does not give a shit. Yeah. Alright, it's like, Rhonda, that rich lady was murdered recently, and her body was found in the backyard next to where Bethany's was buried. <laughs> Which, just saying that is funny. Yeah. Uh, and she says, and there's a really good chance that the same exact person did this to both of them. This maybe pikes Rhonda's interest a little bit. And Ari's like, now do you have any idea at all who this person might be? But before she get an answer, that nurse barges, barges into the room. She's like, what is going on in here? And she sees the junk food, and her eyes get, like, narrow, and she makes a beeline. She's like, where did you get that? And I like how, like, Rhonda has to take a last sip of her soda for the nurse, like, yanks the can out of her hand. Yeah. Nurse is like, is this your idea of occupational therapy? Giving a diabetic soda pop? She grabs the Cheetos, too, and points at the door. She's like, now get out of here, now! So Arya must run away. So, obviously... Way to go, Arya. Nurse Lisa doesn't think very highly of the monster of a lyrical name. No. And amazingly, this is not Arya getting fired from volunteering at Rally. I really like the way that they kind of reveal that, like, Rhonda's not, like, this totally antisocial, you know, yeah. mentally challenged person at Rally. I really wanted, like, Arya to, like, what's your story, Rhonda? And Rhonda to be like, I'm actually a writer doing an article undercover <laughs> in a mental hospital or something. And Arya's like, shit, that was my move. Um, mm -hmm. So we got to Hannah and Caleb's car. And Hannah's, like, bitching, and she's like, God, I can't even stand to look at her. Now she's in my pajamas, drooling on my pillow. Caleb in the driver's seat just looks so pathetically out of it. Like, he could give a shit, yeah. Um, and Hannah, like, sees something in, like, in his lap or whatever, and she's like, please tell me you brought food in that bag. And she opens it up, and said so there's just whiskey. Yeah, just a bottle of whiskey. This like, is... I thought I was supplying beverages. Well, let's face it. Caleb is not drinking the real shit, like Peter Hastings. No, I don't no, think, this is the cheap shit. I don't think Caleb is That even, bottle's probably plastic. I don't think Caleb's even drinking the stuff that A is buying in bulk for Jason De Laurentiis. No. Uh, yeah, so 
Hannah uncaps it, takes a sip. Uh, Caleb's just like, hey, do you want to go on a trip together? And she's like, did you mean further than your cabin? And I like, like how yeah. she drinks straight from the bottle. Damn. She's a tough girl. She's a bad Hannah girl. Baron. Um, and Caleb's like, yeah, someplace far. You're not the only one who needs to change it up. How do you feel about Japan? Well, he seems completely oblivious to what Hannah's doing here. You know, yeah. like, Hannah's just like taking belts of whiskey straight from the bottle. Yeah, how yeah. about Japan? And he's like, mm-mm, I can't. The only sushi I do is California rolls. She says it's so matter of fact. Solid reasoning, Hannah. Yeah. And she takes another swig and Caleb's like, hmm, Myanmar? And it's like, you're just such a walking cliche of suck now, Caleb. Like, ugh. Like, Caleb just needs to, like, fuck off and start a band with pube stash. Yeah. Like, that's how big of a loser he is right now. Yeah. She's like, oh, man, I'm in a band. thought about going somewhere in Asia, you know, just be soulful. Caleb's yeah. like, I haven't met the other band member. Apparently, his name is Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep waiting for that guy to show up. <laughs> and it says, okay, if I can't spell it or pronounce it, I can't go there. And she's like, hey, did you bring anything to cut this with? And he's like, I was just going to wait till we got back to my place. You want to stop and get sodas? And Hannah's like, I need a sandwich. I'm starving. You know, I'll be right back. Do you want anything? And he shakes his head. So she gets out. And we see they're right in front of the brew. And Hannah. Oh. Yeah. Hannah oh, walks. these kids. Here it comes. I like Hannah walks up and just presses her face right against the window. She's like her smooshing her nose. It's very cute. She's like an adorable animal in a Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we should act this one out, though. But with you. Playing Baker Brozak. Of course you'd make me be Baker Brozak. <laughs> yeah, so the, the door opens and Baker Brozak walks out with a towel on it. You see his hair is like kind of like semi bleach blonde now. It looks, like he, it, it looks like he he bleached it, but like only left the bleach in for 10 minutes or something. That's the kind of look I see. Would you say that he frosted his tips? No, no, no these are not frosted tips. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of orangish almost. And so he says, Hannah, can I help you? Or are you just cooling off your face? Remember, not only is Hannah one of the best friends of the daughter of the MILF that Zach is engaged to, this girl literally runs solely on caffeine and sass. She's Mm -hmm. obviously a regular here. Yeah, and Hannah says, I want a tuna melt. And he's like, sorry, I closed it up early tonight to get ready for tomorrow. Ari's mom just left. And it's like early as opposed to your normal closing time of like four in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah's like, right. And she just like stands there. And so after beat, Zach's just like, uh, do you want it to go? Um, there's and a sign like, there. Zach seems like such a nice guy. He's going to make her a sandwich, even though he's closed. Oh, uh, hold on, though. This was also his move with Ella, though, remember? Yeah, that's true. Um, we see a sign over Hannah's head, though, that says that the uh, Rosewood Latte is three ninety five. I can only guess that the secret ingredient is Rufy's. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily's bedroom uh, we move up the slender caramel neck of Emily Fields she's listening to some music on headphones and she sits on her bed like looking at her phone there's a text from Aria in all caps that says <laughs> big Rhonda spilled big beans call me <laughs> <laughs> oh Aria you're so dramatic uh, there's some like schoolwork, like open schoolwork on the bed of her Emily's door is open now she sits there pondering Aria's text we see the shadow of a woman like splayed out over Emily's like door from the hallway. This Emily, puts of Emily on gets it. Gets nervous as always. Um, mm-hmm. Then we see this Sydney who leans her head in and is like knock knock, and comes into Emily's bedroom. Emily's like Sydney, hey, what's going on? Sydney's like your mom said I could interrupt. I like how like so so often we never see Pam. It's always just like your mom said I could wait outside. Your mom said I should come up. You know? well, uh, yeah, with, with 
with Pam, that's how it always is. Meanwhile, for every other character, like they don't have Ashley in this episode, don't worry. Emily will let herself inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, Sydney pulls up her bag and she says, this was delivered to my house. And, well, I'm not really sure what to do with it now. And she hands like kind of a blue hoodie sweatshirt to Emily and we see that it has her name on it. And it has like a Sharks logo and it says assistant coach over the Sharks logo. And Emily's like, you ordered this for me? And Sydney's like, guess I should have waited before I pulled the trigger. And Emily's like, well, you won't take no for an answer, will you? And Sydney says, maybe because our training sessions aren't happening anymore, I just wanted to know you'll still be in the bleachers. Kind of sucks when you're the new kid on the team and no one's cheering you on. Well, the, the magical timeline gets interesting here because just how long exactly has Emily not been on the team anymore because of her shoulder? Her shoulder that she seems to be in no rush to get surgery for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Sydney says, my boyfriend used to, but he's in college now. And it's like, hey, uh, new slash Sid, he's not actually your boyfriend anymore. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And Emily says, what about your parents? And Sydney's like, my mom's not into it. My dad's always traveling. He's opening up those frozen yogurt shops. They're all over the place. You probably saw one when you were in New York. They're called, and then Emily cuts her off. She's like, wait, when, I was, when was I in New York? And it's like, ooh, not smooth enough, Sid. Mm-hmm. Sydney's like, didn't you say you and your friends were? And Emily's like, no. That was Hannah, and he said that she never mentioned. And Sydney's like, oh, my brain is mush. Too much time underwater. It's like, oh, you just fucked up, Sid. Now and, Emily is suspicious. Yeah, Emily like, stares at her with like narrowing eyes. Mm-hmm. So in the rear window brew, Hannah's like wandering around the empty brew, looking at the various decorations like, set up for the engagement party. So did, Off- did you want to... Uh, do you have all you, the dialogue written down? I do, yeah. Yeah, why don't you send all, me the dialogue? Send all, all right. the dialogue to me? There's a lot of stage direction going on here. But... This will be fun. This was a a turn that not I don't think anyone was expecting to happen in this episode. Especially not you. Yeah, it's a betrayal. <laughs> okay, so I'll be Zach. Yeah, you will. Hey, you want mustard? Yes, please. Looks really nice in here. Zach walks out with uh, her sandwich in a to-go box. Glad you approve. Can see uh Nara. Can can see a Nara. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Hannah's just like nodding and very satisfied with herself. She's totally She's, wasted. Yeah. Uh, Zach says, I do. Uh, just a heads up. Uh, I can smell you from here. Is that rum? Whiskey. Whiskey. Jeez, the rough stuff. Bad girl, huh? I always had a thing for the bad girls. <laughs> You're too good at this. <laughs> and it kind of turns away like she doesn't really know what to make of this. You know... This is the part where I'm supposed to lecture you about drinking, but I'm willing to keep this between us. And he walks around the counter and carries her sandwich over to her. I can keep a secret. Can you? Hannah's getting, Hannah's getting weirded out now, and so are we. Did Arya make the flowers? Yeah, they're great, right? All yeah, yours. Yeah. He hands her the sandwich, and Hannah's just like, thank you. As so she tries to like hand him some cash, but he reaches out and like rubs her back, mm-hmm. and it's just like, no, what the fuck? And uh, Zachy says, "Oh no, no, please, it's on me." So she has no idea to do. So she puts the money away, and she's just like, "Thanks." And walks well, it's off. like his hand is like just on her back the whole time until she walks away, and he just stares after her, like licking his lips. He's like, "Mm-hmm," like literally licking his lips. 
there is so much saliva just happening out of this guy in his mouth. Um, oh, this whole scene, just like, wow, wow, like, that went to a totally unexpected stomach-churning place. But it's so funny, as she walks out the door, looking like she might go throw herself in front of one of those, like, magical Ravenswood buses, he just keeps staring at her like the giddiest predator. Like, he is so mm-hmm. into that moment right now. Well, and it's... The the directing and the acting here, I think, was really well done because I remember the first time I watched this scene, I didn't know that this was going to happen. No. Um, and as I'm watching it, I remember like at the start of the scene, like it's kind of in the back of my mind. It was like, is there a vibe? And I was like, no, it's you know, the, you know, it's Baker Brozak. Like maybe I'm just you know, my mind's going weird places. But then it's like, oh shit, no, there is a vibe. This is totally creepy. You know. And thus falls one of the male figures in this town that Benjamin Lane could actually idealize. Like, I trusted you, you asshole. What's left? Like Peter Hastings? And like Officer Barry. Well, I wouldn't say I trust Peter Hastings necessarily. I just feel like uh, <laughs> we have an understanding. But oh man, Zach, you son of a bitch. When it's like, this was like, this whole thing was like, it was way too real. Because like, this, like, I mean, I don't encounter it myself, obviously. I have two sisters. Like, they would tell me about like encounters like this and it all just would just be like, Ugh, you know, yeah. uh, it's like way too true of a, an interaction for a young woman to have. And poor Hannah just doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's funny though, is that well, just like the casual way he did it, he just reaches over and starts rubbing her back. Oh, well, like when the podcast started, I think we were really, really super protective of Aria. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's like, a murderer now. Or he can take care of herself. But it's like it's like we want to like I don't know like stand in front of like Hannah like our arms folded over our chest and like I don't know give this guy shit or break his arm. Yeah, when when we or recorded, just get him to stop licking his lips. When we recorded the episodes where Zach first appeared, I believe that was before this revelation. I'm pretty sure. I would hope so. If you had yeah. analyzed him so much. Oh yeah, because he seems like a good guy. You you son of a bitch. I like you that some of, of our, our fans kind of recognized, though, and we're like, hey, Benji, how do you uh-huh. like him now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we cut to Arya's house. Arya is printing out the photos of that sketchbook that Spencer took. She's on the phone with Spence, and she's like, I'll never get back into her room. Spencer's like, did they fire you? And Arya's like, no, I didn't kill her. Yeah, okay. and I gave her a freaking root beer. How was I supposed to know she needed sugar-free? Arya oh, Arya. About oh honey. Yeah. Um, Spencer wants to hear more about the stables. Uh, again, I believe this is a scene where we don't see Spencer at all. Uh, uh, just on the off chance for the people who think that Spencer has an evil twin. This is the second time, I believe, this season where there's been like a Spencer phone call where you just don't see Spencer. Hmm. Um, so Spencer wants to hear more about these stables. Arya says she doesn't know, but they can figure that out. And she's like, how many stables are near Lewisburg? And Spencer's like, uh, Aria? It's called horse country for a reason. Yeah, and then uh door opens and Aria it's it's funny because like she's like right in the foreground as the door's opening behind her and her eyes start start like darting around like these big kooky eyes of hers. And she's like, I gotta go. Just hangs up immediately. Yeah. And she spins and uh, I think she she just realized how guilty she was because Ella is like marching into the room. Ella does not look happy. Well, I love that she also shuts her laptop. Mm-hmm. And Arya's just like, I completely forgot. And Ella's like, where were you? Went through a lot of trouble to change the appointment time. Then he just blew it off. What is wrong with you? That's going to take some time to answer, Ella. Arya's like, do you have all night, Mom? Yeah. And Arya says, I'm sorry. I, I just I have a lot on my mind. And Ella's like, really? 
is this some sort some form of passive resistance Nori's like what i don't even know and Ella's like because if something has changed since i told you if you don't want me to get married again i need you to open up about it and uh, stop acting instead of acting out and Nori's like no it's not that at all hey mom i'm really happy for you i just I don't know. Honestly, I just forgot. Well, she giggles when she says that. And then she says, honestly, I just really forgot, which is kind of fucked up. That's dissociative Aria moment, you know? True, true. She's like, I was off BNA and I didn't remember it. I was off poisoning a diabetic mental patient, mom. Yeah. It just seemed more fun. <laughs> Aria's like, thing. time to get rid of this witness. Here you go. Have a couple Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> and is like, okay, I will try and change the time. But if you miss it, and Aria's like, I won't. I promise. And Ella just gives her some more disapproval and walks out. And um, I like the way Arya just turns back around and like grimaces to herself. It makes this kind of like, oh boy, look. I also want to point out that Ella waddles out like a penguin with too much on her plate. Um, mm-hmm. As a segue, we hear the sound of a car crashing. And then we cut to Hannah going all Don Draper of a glass of whiskey in Caleb's cabin. Yeah, in Caleb's, uh, Caleb's fuck cabin. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way the car crash plays over Arya and then cuts is interesting. Hannah's taking major swigs of booze out of a tumbler here, and she says, and like she looks very distressed. Caleb looks clueless, this, you know, he's just drinking a beer. And she, Hannah's like, I think you should take me home. It's getting late, and I don't want my mom to worry. Caleb's like, Hannah, I can't drive right now. I can call you a cab or something. Man, classy guy, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And Hannah stands up and she's like smoothing her skirt and like kind of tugging it down, fidgeting with it. And Caleb's like, what's wrong? And Hannah's like, nothing. It's just my skirt. It's too short. And it's like, wow, what a depressing line. Like this whole plot line, like the, the way they steered into this on the show is interesting and hard to watch because it's like, whoa, this is this is like too real almost. Yeah, because Hannah feels like internally a guilty victim. Yeah. Well, uh, well it's like she she somehow encouraged this by her clothing you know well and then the the icing on top is caleb laughing and be like no it's not and he pulls her to, like sit in his lap because what she needs right now is more objectifying he tells her her skirt is perfect he kisses her and then she's like reaching for her phone because hannah's not feeling sexy times right now but caleb's just like wait 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 I mean, it's not like she's she you know likes his company and all it's not it's like she's totally pushing him off but it's yeah tender, yeah but it's, then he's just like wait 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 can't we just call him like half an hour and she's just like she whispers that she has to go and he asks if everything's okay but she's she gets up and she like looks away from him and she's just like yeah i'm just i'm just drunk and i'm tired and i want to go to sleep well at least somebody asked her that even if she's still lying about it well i think that's a, that's the redeeming thing about caleb still mm-hmm uh it's right now the only the only thing yeah um but he's gonna send something is up and i feel like thankfully on a different show this would have been like the moment where caleb makes it all about himself or caleb like just makes it all better yeah yeah but yeah we leave on a very pained and upset and retreating hannah face uh the next day at school we're in the band room again looks like class is getting out we see i I like this shot like the shots like through there's like a wooden doorway into the, the like, you know, rehearsal room here with a, a big window in the middle. And through the window, we, we see the classroom. And then there's like a, a one of the girls in the class like walks out. And like as the camera like moves right past her, it's like the girl opened the door just for the camera to enter mm-hmm. and like look around. It's very voyeuristic. Yeah. And that that great style that PLL does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so Emily's like talking to like a teacher slash administrator or somebody, and we hear her say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Then the teacher slash administrator leaves, and we see that Spencer's like sitting in like the actual band room, putting away music stands, waiting for Emily. Emily comes up to her, and Spencer says, what was that? What, what did she want? And Emily says that she was asked why Hannah was absent. Spencer's like, well, what did you say? And Emily's like, I don't know. It's the truth. <laughs> Way to cover for Hannah, Emily. Yeah. Um, Emily should have just been like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm covering for her. Yeah, exactly. Did you have any further questions? I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah's in the bathroom. She's here. Mark her down as present, but she's just in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, Emily says that Hannah's just trying to avoid Aria. Spencer's like, avoiding is not returning her call. Chasing down your morning muffin with malt liquor? That's something else. Yeah, and Spencer's kind of putting the music stands away, and Emily, uh, she puts her coat on, her phone starts buzzing, she checks her phone, and Spencer says, if she won't listen to us, she, someone needs to talk to Caleb. And Emily looks at her phone, and she says, Aria found out the name of the stables. And it's like, whoa, like, that's impossible. When does Aria ever help out with the sleuthing? Oh, I think Aria probably found, like, a list of stables in Lewisburg. And you'll then see why she picked the one she picked. It's the most literary reference that she could think of. Well, it is a little curious that Arya is the one that supplies the name of the stable. Yeah, true. Maybe she's a. Maybe she actually did cut it off with Fitz, and she just had so much like free time. I feel like the last time Arya actually really did like research into the mystery was probably back when they went to the college in the beginning of season four. Oh yeah, yeah. I th- Tippy the bird's phone number. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, yeah, so Spencer is like, then let's go after school. And Emily's like, what exactly is it we're looking for? And Spencer's like, well, we always assumed that Mrs. D was protecting whoever hit Alia, you know, out of love. What if it was out of fear? What if this person had something on her? Um, which yeah. I like that, like, are they going to go and like, interrogate the horse? But Spencer's yeah. like, so now we're thinking that Bethany hit Allie? Emily says that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, this doesn't matter to Spencer. She just needed a new clue to follow, and now she has one. Now yeah. she's just like, clue. Uh, and then we see Hannah walks in, just like looking even more trash than the day well, before. She looks like an alcoholic in an SNL skit. Yeah, her hair is a disaster. Spencer's like, where have you been? Hannah says she fell asleep in Caleb's car. She's like, where is everybody? Did class start yet? And both Spencer and Emily just like look at each other in concern. This is a very strong theory episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Emily's like, no, it's over. What's in your hair? And she walks over as, Emily, or as uh, Hannah's like patting her hair. And Hannah's just like sighing. She's like, it's a crispy treat. Can you get it out, please? Mm-hmm. Which is just sad. Uh, and she sits on the risers and the other two sit with her. And Spencer's like, Hannah, why are you napping at 10 a.m.? Because these girls normally get up at what, like six in the morning for their like very busy and complicated like social schedules before school starts. Well, also for their first of 16 daily coffee cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hannah's like, because I couldn't sleep, okay? I have a new roommate named Allison and there's other stuff too ow emily don't pull so hard so emily's like yanking the rice krispie treat out and emily's like well it's glued to your scalp <laughs> spencer's like what other stuff hannah what other stuff and you can tell hannah doesn't want to talk about this and emily's like if a is targeting you and hannah's like it's not a okay i had a really weird moment with your boss last night and emily's like my boss zach she had to remember that she actually still has that job. <laughs> like, I have a job? Oh, it's, shit. I, I got to be somewhere. I don't think we've actually seen her working, at least since the last two or three episodes of season four. So it's been like no, 12 I, I, episodes. I want to say we've seen her work at least once in season five. I'd have to look it up. but Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Hannah says, yeah, I went to the brew to get a sandwich, and he just got a little bit too friendly, okay? And he's like, what are you talking about? 
And Hannah says, he put his hand on my back, Emily, and it was there for way too long. Spencer's like, are you sure you're not reading into this? And Hannah's like, no. And Spencer's like, I mean, you were buzzed. And this is like, this is well, the controversy. Says, were you buzzed? Yeah, were you buzzed? Uh, this is the controversy of the episode is because like, oh man. Like, they're implying, it's the implication that Hannah deserves this and or asked for it. I don't, I don't think the episode implies that, but basically no, 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 none of the other liars are being supportive of this at first. Like Spencer's basically gaslighting her right now. Are you sure that's what happened? You know, yeah. maybe you were drunk and Hannah's just like, you know what? Forget I said anything. She stands up and Hannah's like, or Emily's like, Hannah, wait. And Hannah's like, no, the only reason I told you is because part of me wants to say something to Arya. But if you two don't believe me, and Emily's like, that's not what we said. And Spencer's like, it's just that if you misinterpreted this at all, you don't want to be putting that out there two days before the guy's engagement party. And uh, it's so it's so uncomfortable because it's so real in in a way that the show's never really gone to before. Yeah, it's it's the victim's journey. Yeah, and like the the reactions they get when they do come out, which is well, kind of funny that we're talking about this right after the Rolling Stone article. Oh yeah, that controversy. And Emily's like, once it's said, you can't take it back. Uh, and Hannah's like, yeah, you're right. I'll just see you guys later. And she takes off. And Emily's like, hey, Hannah. And Hannah's like, no, I have to go to the bathroom. Just peace out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it, it definitely would have been nice to see kind of like the sisterhood close ranks here and support Hannah. But I, I mean, I can only assume the writers are doing this for a very specific reason. Like they want this to play out and like the kind of gross realness of what probably would happen. Well, and because uh, they, they want to make a point, you know, by now, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have heard our, our PLL roundtable and we talk about how that was. This is one of the most real storylines on the show that, that an actual person could probably well, encounter. The show's always kind of been metaphorically about, you know, like teen girls and their sexuality and like their kind of struggle to maintain their agency. Mm. This is the first time that the show's really just gone there completely. Right. Um, they, they, it was all like metaphor previously, but now they're just like, oh, yeah, we're actually going to do the story where like we're going to address all these unwanted advances from older men yeah. instead of just head like, on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, not metaphorically. And it's it's not. just really affecting and disturbing. Because I think you brought up in the roundtable, with Zach, they don't romanticize it. They don't make it cutesy. This isn't mm. like lovey-dovey Ezra fantasy bullshit. This is what it looks like. This is it's, what it It's not like, like, like Ren, like, oh, Ren, you know, you charming Lucario. Charming British yeah. Ponce, yeah. Um, we're going to find out in a second that Caleb picked up Hannah that morning to drive her to school. Is Caleb just like asleep with a car parked sideways, half on a <laughs> sidewalk somewhere? Like, <laughs> probably yeah officer barry's knocking on the window <laughs> come on man i don't <laughs> not, need this shit not cool caleb it's me barry the guy that you hooked up with ringtones mm-hmm. um so got to hannah's bedroom well, well at the, the end of that episode as hannah walks off spencer and emily they kind of look at each other like maybe they're realizing they might be the assholes here yeah yeah they're like hey at least we're not we're not aria uh so hannah's bedroom ashley comes inside ashley is wearing a bright royal blue blazer and a shirt that, thanks to its pattern, looks like it's made up of tropical snakeskin. Yeah, it's a wild look and, and like black, you know, high waisted pants. I mean, if a woman wearing that sent a glass of wine over to me at the Bradbury, I would be hers. Cheers. Um, huh? Cheers. Exactly. Clink. Uh, so Ashley's like, Hannah, are you in here? The school just called me. 
And now she sees that Allison's actually sitting on the bench by the window, looking out the window. And now she's like, and, and just looking like forlorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Allison, now she's like, Allison, is everything okay? Where's Hannah? Allison looks uncomfortable. She says that Kayla picked Hannah up, and uh, now she asks why. Allie, Allie, Allie kind of sounds like she's been crying recently. Yeah, Ashley. Oh, this is gonna kill. Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> Ashley asks Allison why she isn't in school, and Allison doesn't respond. So Ashley comes closer and asks, "What happened?" So Allie like sums up the strength to say. I heard someone some I heard someone last night outside the window trying to get in. I couldn't go to sleep. I just kept hearing things. And when I got up to go to the school this morning, I couldn't move. So well, Ashley, there's this bit where Ashley looks over it towards the closet and she sees that Allie has like made a bed in the closet. Yeah. Like Allie is in Munich. Um yeah. the movie. Like yeah. like Allie now sleeps in a closet cuz she's so paranoid, which is so just dark and twisted. Like man, and, yeah. and Ashley immediately is just like, oh, shit, you know, and she puts an arm on Allie's shoulder and she's like, Allison, did you sleep in there last night? Allie nods and Ashley's like, OK, I'll call the school. She's like, uh, you try to get some rest, OK? I'm going to take the day off because I mean, what what else can you do when you just witness like, you know, like a girl who could be your daughter, who you know, in many ways, your daughter kind of modeled herself on. It's not, yeah, it's not it's not Stockholm syndrome. It's like PTSD mm-hmm. that seemingly Allison's going like going through she looks generally scared and concerned she watches like Al- ashley go and then she looks over at the closet like just like she's terrified of it and again who does ashley work for is she working for ken now i guess yeah just like property management or something but, yeah it's funny because you know hannah's like disappearing to this vortex of not knowing who she is anymore with like violations and dehumanizing encounters being heaped upon her episodically like meanwhile the last refuge that she could have had has been invaded by allison like you mm-hmm. said is possibly the original template of hannah and it's kind of like this weird sci-fi concept of like the original coming in like usurping from the clone yeah you know? yeah which has got to be a tough one for the the copy to process but uh so what the show desperately needs is don quixote references <laughs> Yeah, we go to uh, these stables, the Tilting Windmill stables. So I'm sure Arya got a big kick out of that. Does this mean that Spencer's Don Quixote? Emily Spencer's is, definitely Don Quixote, yeah. Spe- uh, Emily is Sancho Panza. Pancho Villa? No. Okay. Uh, Toby is Dulcinea? I don't know. So anyways, the girls, they show up at the stables. They wander over to a guy that has Benjamin Light's favorite male name, Declan. Uh, Declan. Declan is the dumbest name in, like, names, period. So, Amy, our, our Irish listener, that's an Irish name, right? It's, a lot of, it's like an Irish monk's name. Like an like Irish bros drinking potato beer named Declan, right? Uh, this dude looks like he might be an August or a September on a hipster bearded bro beefcake calendar. Sure. Uh, just and remember, everyone. Spencer is an accomplished equestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, "Are you Declan?" And Spencer says, "Hi." The lady inside said you were the one to talk to for lessons. And Declan is like, "I don't work with beginners." Spencer's like, "Uh, well, I'm not. I've had eight years of English." And Emily's, when, Emily's like, "Horse talk is boring." I love when Spencer like flashes her blue blood credentials. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "I teach Western." Uh, of course, Spencer would, would do English writing. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, well, um, we just heard this place was really great. Our neighbor used to write up here, Jessica De Laurentiis. And just like blank stare from Declan here. And Spencer's like, she might have been up here for a while. She might not have been up here for a while, but there was this horse, Custard. 
And this dude is like, you on, you here on some kind of dare? He looks over at Emily. Emily's like, what? And he says, you look like the only hearse you've ever been around is stuffed and in your crib. If you're that spooked around Zero. And is it Zero, Zara, Zara, or Zoro? I don't know. Uh, Spencer's like, she's not spooked, just shy. And Declan is just like, okay, come on, Zaro, come on. And he untethers the horse and leads it away. And Emily gives that horse a very wide berth, and Spencer's just glaring at Emily. She's like, what are you, mute? This guy has the weirdest voice. Yeah, Spencer's Tulpa does not do horses. He sounds like he's... Well, Steve Buscemi doing like Christoph Waltz's impression of an American accent. Well, he, he's doing like a vaguely Southern accent, or something. Or it's like where he's trying to. Or yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, so we got to Hannah's bedroom where Allison's like chilling on uh, Hannah's bed reading a book. She Hannah has like new sheets or a comforter or a quilt or whatever. There's a knock on the door. Ashley comes in having changed well, clothes. She, I think those are school books she's looking at. No, I'm talking about the the blankets Okay, that we've seen previously in like Hannah's bedroom. Like that's all changed. Um, so Ashley comes in. She's changed clothes too, and Ashley's like, "So Hannah's oh. having dinner with Caleb again." Let's talk about Ashley's clothing. She's wearing, you know, black slacks, a kind of tall, tiny little black jacket, mm-hmm. and a red and black striped shirt. Them are a colors. Those just, are just saying. Those are also Aria Harlequin colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good look for, for uh, Ashley, especially with the red hair, but those are the A colors. Yeah. Of House A. So, uh, Ashley's just like, you know, Hannah's having dinner with Caleb again. I'm not really sure what's going on with them. So she <laughs> suggests that, uh, you know, Ashley, or Ashley suggests that she and Allison go out for a bite to eat, perhaps at the Bradbury. Um, Allison says that she's okay just staying here, you know. Ashley points out that Allison's been staying inside all day long. So finally, Allison like says way, okay as the thunder rolls. I like the way Ashley kind of sits down on the bed next to Allie. Like, it's very motherly, but maybe this was just me. But when she does this, for some reason, like, alarm bells start going off in my head. I don't know why. But suddenly, Ashley seemed vaguely sinister in this episode to me. Uh, and she's well, like, you, honey, you've been inside all day. I think we need to go out. You can't stab somebody unless you get really close to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a storm on this horizon, yo. Uh, inside the stable. We can see that outside Declan, the windows. Declan. See, I always want to say Declan. That's how stupid of a name it is. It's Declan. Uh, we see the wind is blowing. We can hear like the thunder rolling all the way over here in Lewisburg, wherever that is. Um, Declan is like stacking saddles or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Spencer and Emily come around and, and Spencer's like, uh, Declan, uh, hello, we're hot and we're asking Sorry, questions. Sorry, we're still here. <laughs> she well, actually says that. She's like, you know, we're hot. We're asking questions. We won't be ignored. Um, yeah, she's like, we're still here. Just curious. Do you ever let people adopt your horses? And he's like, we've done it a few times. Special cases. That lady you were talking about, she's the one who came up here with the strange girl. The one who wanted to ride in her slippers. And yeah, this guy, like, he's like the vaguest bad southern accent. Uh, he's trying to make up for it with some hand acting now. You're no Keegan Allen, sir. Yeah, and Spencer's like, Bethany? And he's like, I don't remember names. But after the bucket incident, I don't think they ever came back. And he's like, what, what happened with the bucket? And he says, that lady wanted the girl to call her Aunt Jessie. Girl has a meltdown, throws a bucket at her. I knew they weren't related. There was something else going on. Hmm. Spencer's like, was it just the two of them? Or was it all just the two of them? Or was there ever a third person? Maybe another blonde girl who called Mrs. De Laurentiis mom? Which is a very interesting angle. Like Spencer clearly has a theory that she's already operating under. Right. And Declan is like, a lot of people come through here. I don't take attendance. I want Spencer to remind him that he's the help. Like, don't get sassy with me. 
And your stable hand. The thunder rolls. And he's like, you guys might want to head out before that storm kicks in. The roads up here, they turn into soup. So she thanks him and kind of smirks as he walks away. And Emily's like, why would you ask if Allison came up here? I mean, she told us she never met Bethany. Spencer's like, yeah, she told us a lot of things. And Emily's like, well, where are you going with this? And Spencer's like, I don't know. Just thought it'd be worth it to float the question. I think you do know Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some more thunder, and Emily's like, it's going to start pouring. Let's go. And Spencer's like, no, I just need to look around here first. And she ducks into one of the stables, and Emily's just like, Spencer, where are you going? Can't stop, won't stop, Emily. Yeah, she has to follow her inside. Uh, So Hannah's like chilling in her car in the rain, staring off into space, eating chicken nuggets. This is either the greatest day ever of a young woman's life or, you know, the worst. Well, it's 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 dark. It's clearly raining outside, and she's just in I'm the dark saying, in her car. Eating throw chicken on a, nuggets. Throw on a sweater and some uh, like shoegaze, and maybe mm-hmm. this is a very happy moment. But it's not a happy moment, guys. It's a very no, dark moment. No, it's not because uh, suddenly somebody pounds on her window and then opens the door, and Baker Brozac gets right in, sits in the passenger seat. Oh. Uh, Zach just like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Saw you out here, thought we could talk. And Hannah's like, I was actually just about to leave. He's like, what's your rush? Finish your meal. And he just like keeps licking his lips and like looking mm-hmm. at her like, oh, mm-hmm. what a creep. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just wasn't sure what your impression was yes of yesterday. And Hannah's like, yeah, sorry, uh, sort of off. And it's like she smiles. It's almost like she's hoping that like maybe this all was just a big misunderstanding, you know? Yeah. Let's pretend that that's what happened. And uh, nope. Zach's like, right. I wasn't sure if you're feeling the same vibe as me, but kind of think that you are. More like licking of the lips. You are Hannah, no Brad Pitt, sir. Hannah looks like she could just vomit right now. Yeah. And it was like before, like maybe there was like 1% of her that wasn't sure. Now she knows, you know, mm-hmm. there's no other way to interpret this. And All he, doubt has been removed. He tears off a piece of paper and she tries to look away as he's like writing her, her, his number down for her. And he just like holds it up. and He's like, hit me up. <sighs> and so she just stares at it and like grabs a piece of paper. And he leans over and like puts a hand on her knee and is like rubbing it. Uh, and Hannah just looks so skeezed, uh, and he just smiles at her and kind of like laughs a little bit, like like what a piece of shit. He's just like, <laughs> you young girls, like you're you're so nervous about being touched when you don't want to be. Yeah. Uh, and he gets up and leaves, and as soon as he he's gone, she just like tears up the number. Which I remember when I watched this, I was just like, oh, you should have, like say that as evidence. But obviously, yeah. she's more just skeezed out than anything else. Like she's not thinking in a calculating sense right now. She's just right. like totally grossed out. Yeah, she sinks further into the depression. Well, he got out. Like he's like grinning like the like Cheshire pervert that he is. Um so well, it's like he like thought it was like amusing the way she like reacted to like him just like, you know, grabbing her leg and massaging it. Like, ha ha. He's like, I'll fix that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the Marin house, Ashley's coming down the stairs talking on the phone. It's full on scary storm outside. She's making reservations. Of course she's, it's totally dark. Yeah, she's like, There's two of us and can we just have a quieter table? Maybe in the corner or something. I wonder how often Ashley makes the same request while mm-hmm. making reservations. She's like, it's Ashley. You know the drill. So, yeah, she walks to the mostly darkened kitchen. And this turns into Scream mm-hmm. for MILFs. Um, yeah, the thunder is rolling outside. And we see, like, there's a window open. So she mm-hmm. has to walk over and shut, shut it. I like how as she walks past, the camera just kind of very slightly kind of like pans over and lingers a little on like the knife block there. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. 
so she shuts the window. It's a pretty creepy setting. There's a noise. It freaks Ashley out. Um, it sounds like a, like a door closed or something, like somewhere else in the house. Yeah, like a door slamming. She calls out for Hannah. No answer. There's like a sound of like creaking floorboard. She calls out for Allison, who then says that she'll be down in a minute. Um, well, Ashley- the way this is framed is really neat because she's in the kitchen, and we know there are like kind of two hallways into the kitchen. Right. There's one, like you know, there's like on both sides of the fridge essentially. And the camera keeps whipping back and forth between these two because it sounds like there's somebody on the other side. And it's almost like you have a choice, Ashley. Which side do you go down? You know? Right. right. Uh, yeah. And so she finally calls out to Allison and we hear Allie off screen saying like, oh, I'll be down in a minute. And Ashley kind of she she picks the left side. She walks very hesitantly back into the foyer. And then she sees, oh, the front door is like cracked a little bit. It's open. So she rushes over and closes it. And then there's this great shot where she turns around and gasps and the camera like whips around to show us. Like, I like how they did this in a whip instead of like a cut. It like whips around. And we see just a glimpse of a black hoodie, like ducking back into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So like when Ashley was walking down the one hallway, A here was like sneaking around to duck down the other hallway. Yeah. Ashley's just like, oh, shit. But she goes and kind of like hugs the wall there at the table. where they Well, it's the such keys. like a creepy moment. Where yeah. You're like, oh, there is somebody here, you know? So as she's just kind of like clinging to this wall, like knowing that there's somebody in her kitchen, that's when Allison's coming down the stairs. And Allison's just like, actually, I'm not that hungry. And, and then like Ashley like, Ashley's like, shh. <laughs> yeah. So Allison comes like running beside her and Ashley whispers for Allison to give her her phone. Ashley takes it, starts like dialing. There's like a lightning strike outside. And with that, we see the silhouette of what looks like a black hoodie A, like like down the hallway behind them holding a knife. Yeah, it's a really cool silhouette, like down the uh, the hallway closer to the stairs. Yeah, we just see like this silhouette of a person holding a knife uh, in the the lightning crash, and they both like they turn like I think they catch a glint. Yeah, they they see it just a little bit and like gasp, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they uh, Ashley like picks up this like kind of crystal statue thing that was on like the end table in the foyer. Right. Uh, it's like just like this big crystal pyramid thing. It's really weird. I wonder if this is like some kind of award she got at the bank. Yeah. And then the camera kind of whips over from like that one hallway over to the other side of them, the other hallway. Uh, just we just catch, catch a glimpse of A like leaving through the patio and shutting the door behind them. Uh, and so Ashley and, and Allie like walk down this hallway, and, you know, kind of holding each other. Ashley's got like her big ass like crystal statue weapon. Mm hmm. Um, and as they walk in, it's neat. Like the camera kind of like moves down to their feet and we see that on the ground in the kitchen is a big kitchen knife mm-hmm. just sitting there. Uh, they both get to the window and look out. The framing of this is all really cool. Uh, it, it's like horror movie tropes in the, in the best way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking out uh, they're each like framed through a window and Ashley's on the phone and we hear the, they finally pick up and it's like nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah, see, horror movie tropes, the best of them is tension. Mm-hmm. That's effective filmmaking. The worst of them is typically the tired version of like gender like politics. Gore. Yeah, or gore, torture porn, or what have you. Um, but I remember like when the like the preview images for this episode came out, and I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is going on with Ashley and Allison of all people? Yeah, I know. Like, I, like what a weird pair. Like, I saw like no, there's no pictures of like Hannah at this point. I'm like, why are these two hanging out together, doing whatever they're doing in a darkened house? Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the commercial, we're in the the Marin foyer a little bit later. The cops are there. Lieutenant Tanner is there interviewing Allison and Ashley. They're like sitting at different points on the steps, and Tanner's just like, 
you know, anything disti- distinctive about it? The shadow. Both Ashley and Allison are quiet, and Tanner's like, Mrs. Marin. And then Ashley says, oh, it was a man. A man's shadow. And Tanner's like, feel certain that's what it was? Allison? Allie mm-hmm. says yes. And Tanner's like, why do you feel certain it was a man's shadow? And Allison's like, um, because it was big, loud. Tanner's like, loud? And Allison's like, his weight made the floorboards creak. And Tanner's like, well, I thought you were, weren't aware of this. Well, Allie, came downstairs. Like, Allie like, looks nervously to Ashley at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And Tanner's like, by the time he would have been in the kitchen, you know, uh, are there floorboards in the kitchen or is it tile? And Ashley's like, floorboards. Why are you questioning her like this? And Tanner's like, well, it's just standard police procedure. And Ashley says to her, like, really? To treat the victim like a criminal? Tanner says that she's trying to gather as much detailed info as she can. And so Ashley kind of steps up and, like, moves in front of Allison. Mm-hmm. Now, like, she's taking her Mama under bear. protection. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's going to Wayne Fields, this poor girl. Um, Ashley uh, says, you know, hasn't this girl been through enough? There's a predator out there, and you have done nothing, nothing to make anyone feel safer. <laughs> And I'm not talking to you as a concerned citizen. I'm a mother whose daughter is also affected by the situation. You need to catch this psycho before he... And she pauses. She, like, looks back at Allison as if there's, like, this grave realization of Mm -hmm. what Allison's future could be comes to her. And it's a way that should really creep Allison out. And then as she turns back to Tanner, it's just like, before he strikes again. Yeah, and Allie just looks very scared. Uh, And Tanner just has to eat this shit because that's what happens when you piss off mom in Rosewood. Yeah. And so she's just like, mm, you know, and Allie looks out a window and like holds her head. <laughs> oh, it is my lot in life to be well and truly fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, at Arya's house. Meanwhile, at Montgomery house. Arya is making all these little like handwritten place settings for this engagement party that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one she just finishes making and sets down, of course, is Hannah's. Yeah. She's already uh, made Emily, Allison, and Spencer. Yeah. So also Laurel and Yvette. Yvette. And Toby. Made. Exactly. I heard them screaming. I'm trying to be in the Wow. I can't do that. wow. Yeah, I can do Go it. Go on. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> um, so then, of course, uh, there's a knock at the door. And Arya kind of smiles at her handiwork and she gets up. And Arya's got the fire going. Yeah, That's Arya just... is in her PJs, which consist of uh, like kind of black sweats with like white Corellian blood stripes down the sides and then a, a white t shirt. With like these drawings of insects all over it, like large insects. It's kind of a creepy shirt. So it's funny that you mentioned to the audience here that that's Arya's PJs. For all I knew, that was just Arya's normal fucking attire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Hannah comes in. Hannah is, you know, wet from the rain. She's just, man, Hannah's getting to the end of her rope here. Yeah. You know, the makeup's a little smeared. And Hannah just comes in, she's like, you know, even her body language, her hands are, her arms are crossed, uh, very defensive. She's like, hi. And Arya's like, hey, do you need a towel? And Hannah's like, no, I'm fine. And Arya just kind of walks closer, like, kind of curious as to what's going on. And Hannah's like, look, I know that me and you aren't on the best terms right now, but. Arya shrugs. She just shrugs, like, eh. Uh, and Hannah says, I had to come over. I don't know how else to say this, so I guess I'll just say it, but Zach hit on me. Ari's like, what? And Hannah says, at first I thought he was joking, but then he got in my car. And, and Ari's like, wait, what What are you saying? And Hannah's like, he wanted to hook up with me. She's so broken as she says that. Yeah, she's about to cry. And Ari's like, you kissed him? And Hannah's like, no, no, I didn't. But he was the one who, and Ari's like, this is so messed up. And it's like, yes, Arya, yes, it is. And Hannah says, Arya, I know. That's why I wanted to tell you. And Ari's like, no, you, 
You were the problem, Hannah. You're always the problem. Oh, Arya, how could you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah's like, what? And Arya's like, the rest of us are getting ulcers trying to s- not to say the wrong thing. And you're getting hammered in front of Emily's mom and blabbing to a stranger. And it's like, oh, man, like blame shifting, like changing the subject, Arya. Mm-hmm. Like, Arya, this is what's so distressing about this because Arya's clearly had an axe to grind all episode against Hannah. Mm-hmm. And so when Hannah really needs to have a serious talk with her, Arya's not really going to hear any of it. Well, she's, also, she's still fuck, st- stuck on uh, being mad at Hannah. Also, Hannah has mentioned something that challenges the rosy view of the Montgomery like mm-hmm. life. Yeah, which at least well, Arya, past, Arya does not like that. Arya never reacts well to these sorts of revelations. Not at all. No, not at all. Yeah, and Hannah is just like, "I told you I was sorry," and Arya's like, "No, you didn't tell me that. A did." You couldn't even remember what you said. You were just shouting out guesses, trying to. We were just shouting out guesses, trying to jog your memory. Harsh. It's like playing charades with drunkie. Sounds like murder. <laughs> and it's like that's not true. And Arya's like, "What'd you do, Hannah? Did you invite him into your car?" And it's like, "Oh, victim blaming." Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, "Why would I do that?" And Arya's like, "Were you trashed?" And Hannah's like, "No." And Arya says, "If you want to spiral out of control and self destruct, by all means, go ahead. But I sure as hell am not going to let you take down my mom too." Oh man. So Arya just like goes and like opens the door. Like, yeah. Basically like you're excused Hannah. Like, Hannah's Hannah. like in tears. She just like rushes out. Yeah. Like rushes out crushed. Uh, Arya slams the door behind her. shitty Arya. Real well, shitty. It's like, Jesus Christ Arya. Do you have to be such a cunt? Like and, and this is totally her MO. Like when she whenever she gets upsetting news like she's kind of like overreacts and then comes around to it. Um, eventually but not initially. Damn that was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. The way to be like a friend. Oh, and I think and, what what upset a lot of people about this episode is that it wasn't like contained. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but like this is it's not like this is going to be forgotten in the next episode. Like this plot line is ongoing, but I think a lot of people like didn't like that they just left this at this really dark place where all the Hannah's friends are basically just like it was your fault, you asked for it, maybe it didn't happen the way you thought it did, like we're not taking you seriously, you know. Yeah, yeah, this this when this aired, this happened and then you know, you had to wait a week to see what mm-hmm. happened next. So that that week, you felt pretty shitty. Yeah, this generated a lot of controversy. I know that um, the Pretty Little Liars annotations like wrote a thing about it on their website. A lot of Heather Hogan's recap was about it. What's interesting to me is like what they wrote about was essentially Ezra, not Baker for Zach. Like it was just like there's kind of like this kind of seething like undercurrent of uh, tension about the Ezra situation on the show mm-hmm. and for whatever reason this was the episode that really brought that to the surface not not that Ezra is involved in this but it was just like a reminder of like hey why are you suddenly treating adult advances as uh inappropriate now when meanwhile there's this whole Ezra storyline that's happening in the background you know well, you know it's funny is that sometimes you don't want to use all of your cast or you can't afford to or mm-hmm. actors have things going on and you need to accommodate their schedules by writing them out of episodes it's funny is that the episode for whatever reason the episode where Zach does this mm-hmm. they make sure Ezra doesn't even have a single scene it is interesting well it's kind of like what is it about Zach that's makes this a such a bad thing was Ezra seemingly gets a pass. At least Unwanted, narratively speaking. Not I, not that it's okay what Ezra did, because Arya is not an adult and is not capable legally of making the decisions that she made. Like Ezra still yeah, statutory yeah. raped her, but like it's unwanted. And so it's like 
for the first time, you're not seeing this teen girl's fantasy version of this romance. You're seeing the other side of it where girls get hit on by older guys and it's always really creepy and like just gross to them. And, you know, they have to kind of internalize it and, you know, they start thinking, you know, did I ask for this somehow? And they're presented as the ones who did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we go from that to uh, from that. Well, from I, that I mean, I, I guess I would say, though, that it doesn't even though her Hannah's friends are all horrible to her in this episode. Uh-huh. I don't feel like in an editorial sense that you're supposed to take their side. Like, I feel like the way no. this is presented, you're supposed to like really feel for Hannah and be like, man, your friends are like totally letting you down. It's not yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Oh, Hannah, like you, you dumb girl. They're all right. You're just a stupid drunk, you know? But thankfully the show wouldn't do that. I don't yeah. think we'd ever get to a storyline that would present that narrative point. But yeah, we go from, from yeah, that well, I mean, you know, most of the writers on the show are women. I, I think they have some idea of what they're doing. Yeah, we go from that horse shit to the stables where Spencer's going through a clipboard of names attached to horse stuff. And Emily's like looking around. And Emily's like, they're not going to list every visitor. And Spencer's like, you don't know that. And I'm looking for Allison's handwriting. Spencer has probably upped her game and become a handwriting expert since Hannah can do it. Mm-hmm. She's probably uh, jealous. Yeah, Emily is like looking around at some stuff on the walls and pulls off one of well, the she, she walks into one of these like empty stalls. She opens the gate and walks in, yeah. Yeah. Spencer comes over and sees it. She recognizes it instantly and says, that shouldn't be here. It's her sister's. And Spencer's like, look at the initials. And Emily reads them. They're MH. Uh, the storm is like driving this horse. I'd, I'd like to see Melissa and Spencer Hastings both dressed in full riding gear like this with little riding hats on. What's kind of funny is that they're the equestrians, the seasoned mm-hmm. equestrians, but we've seen uh, Hannah and Mona in that <laughs> yeah. outfit. Um, yeah, what if so- they were in this too. For some reason, Melissa Hastings' little writing hat thing is in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a tilting windmill. Yeah. And uh, Spencer's like, this is my sister's. Look at the initials. It's like, MH. Oh, my God. How did you? Uh, and uh, Spencer's like, I recognize the writing crest. It's where we used to take lessons. And he's like, what is it doing here? And then behind them, Black Hoodie closes the gate to the stall that they're both in right now. The girls don't see this. They're facing the other way. Mm-hmm. And there's more thunder and like the horse and the next stall over is kind of starting to act up and like Winnie kicking, uh, kicking around wildly. Yeah. Well, not, not too wildly yet. It'll get there. Emily's like, why is he so freaked out? And Spencer's like, it's the thunder. Emily wants to go. Spencer says, not yet. Emily's like, Spencer, for God's sakes, just take the helmet with you. Okay. And then we see A is like locking the gate shut with a padlock. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then skulks away. They don't notice any of this. A's just locked him in. And Spencer says, I want to check that list again. Maybe Melissa signed in with a different name. And he's like, yeah, Maleficent. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's like Maleficent Hastings. That would be wonderful. That's the uh, Spencer's evil twin. Whoops. It was Ian Thomas, right? Maybe she yeah. signed in as like Maleficent Thomas. Totally normal name. Mm-hmm. And Emily tries to leave. Finally realizes that uh, they're locked in now. Starts pushing on the gate. She's like, Spencer, it's locked. Spencer's like, what? And so they both, they're like pushing on this gate and the horse is getting more and more crazy as like the thunder rolls. The horse is going ape shit. Spencer verifies that it's locked. Then she turns and she realizes that they're in trouble and she's just like, oh God. Uh, It's funny how like one of the only real physical threats to Spencer on the show has always been animals. (laughs) It's like the only thing that can challenge the Spencer supremacy is nature and the animal kingdom itself. So eventually Tippy the Bird's going to murder Spencer. Well, with help from the mastermind, which is Peppy the dog. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh uh, yeah, the horse is like going crazy and starts like kicking at the wood barrier, like, a, like between the two stalls. And, like you know, Emily's like screaming her head off. Spencer assesses the situation, uses her head. She grabs a ladder. Oh yeah, help. Emily's just like freaking out, like, "Oh my god, help! Somebody help!" Yeah, Emily's like, "Are we going to climb to the roof?" And Spencer's like, "No." Tells her to like push the ladder up against the gate. They then like lodge the ladder between the locked gate and the wood barrier between stalls. And as Spencer's like bending over to do so, like she gets a splinter of wood in her eye as the horse kicks. Well, yeah, it's really clever. They kind of wedge the the ladder horizontally between these like stall walls. Yeah. So like one side's pressing up against the gate, the other is where the it's like, horse is kicking. It's like flush. The ladder's like yeah. flush in the two. So the next time the horse kicks, the force causes the ladder to like break open the pen. Well, before before that, the the first time the horse kicks. When they're still wedging the ladder in, uh, it's like something like hits Spencer in the eye, and she drops down. And she's like, "Damn it!" Which, like, man, what a badass Spencer Hastings is. Like, yeah. she just gets pissed off when she gets injured. Yeah. Uh, and like Emily, I like the way Emily runs over and like pulls her away, and it's like holding on to her tightly, like they're like ducking in the corner, waiting for another kick. And the the horse kicks again, and the ladder just like shoots right through the gate, just like breaks the lock open and shoots right out. So then they can run away, and Spencer grabs her riding hat. Yeah, Emily grabs it as they run off. It's a brilliant move. Um, I like to think, well, too, so the horse got free, right? No, no, no. The horse is just like, it, it kicked on its stall. So it, like it didn't the break wall the stall, stall door. It's just kind of splintered. Well, it's, the, the horse didn't break anything on its side. The horse is just, like, kicking against, like, a, a wooden, like, half wall barrier. Okay, so the actual wood hasn't fully broken. It's just kind of bent a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, like, kicked that, you know, the force was enough to send that ladder they wedged against it, like, right through the gate in their stall. Um, yeah, and this is a, you know, very strong uh, Emily and Spencer, the same person thing, where Emily's, like, protecting her, her other self here. Well, and vice versa. I think Emily is kind of the woman of action. She's the reactor. But also Spencer's mm-hmm. the, the cool under fire, you know, one. I don't, um, I don't know if I'd say she's cool under fire. I mean, maybe a little bit, but the, uh, she came up with this. I point. always feel like, like Emily is the most courageous. Like, whereas Spencer is more just. It's not that she's courageous. I mean, she's she terrified. She just doesn't know how to back down. Like she, she literally doesn't know how. Right. Yeah, so, so they get out of there after the commercial. We're in Spencer's kitchen. Spencer gets like a wet washcloth, holds up to her bruised eye. Uh, there's she's a, got like a total black eye. Yeah, there's a knock on one of the like fifty side doors. So she walks over to it. Everything is blurry and she can't see what it is. And then well, it all we, comes to to focus. We get her POV, which is a cool shot that we don't get very often. But yeah, I like how we get her blurry POV. Can you, can you just imagine a whole episode of Spencer Cam? Oh wow. Yeah, but she leans closer and this the person because it looks like there's a black hoodie outside. It's you know kind of in a blurry, indistinct way she can see it. But then it's just Toby. Yeah. Uh, and she, and, and let, this, let the right Toby in. Is this foreshadowing? I mean, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people think Toby is still A. This would be a, a good little foreshadow of that. Well, we had a good time, I think, playing on Twitter today with some of our, our mm. listeners with this shot. <laughs> talking about the mashup between Swedish crime films and Swedish vampire movies. <laughs> Isn't this the perfect injury for Spencer, though? Like, she can... No longer like literally trust what she sees with her own eyes anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she's her her gaslighting is complete, which is by the way, Spencer, what you get for gaslighting Hannah. Well, karmic uh, retribution there. You know, spoiler like this play this impediment to Spencer plays brilliantly into next week's episode. Oh yeah, so she lets Toby in. 
she lets the wrong one in. Uh-huh. Says hi, and Toby's like, I got your message. Are you okay? Uh, he comes in and shuts the door. We can see he actually doesn't have a black hoodie on. He has like a dark gray hoodie over like a dark red crimson jacket, also A colors. Hmm. And so he, he's like, he, What happened to your eye? So she says she's got something stuck in her eye. She's just trying to get it out. And he's just uh, like, The splinter of the mind's eye, perhaps? Nailed it. Uh, she's like, What's, or he's like, What's that smell? And she's like, What smell? And he kind of like, checks his foot <laughs> this which just reminded me of the whole clue thing like they need to do a clue episode where they all <laughs> check yeah. their feet but also like a splinter in the eye that sounds painful that sounds painful as fuck yeah. and, and like very damaging potentially to your eye to your yeah. ocular cavity um, toby's like checking his feet and you know so just like smell? does it smell like manure and Toby's like, you know, kind of like, yeah, like, what is it? And she's like, it's manure. And so she goes and sits on the couch, like, taking off her boots. She tells Toby that she and Emily. Well, taking this- off her boots like a good cowboy does here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I expected him to. Well, I guess he, he doesn't. I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was wondering about the scene where he has Ren his, had to like, good little lady moment in just a moment here. Yeah. Where, like, Ren had to bandage Spencer's, you know, the gunslinger's hand. But, uh. She tells Toby that, that she and Emily went to the stables where Mrs. D used to take Bethany, and Toby sits across from her and asks if she found anything. And Spencer's like, Bethany apparently didn't like to be bribed. Also, my sister's riding helmet was there. And he's like, wait, what? Melissa's been up there, too? And Spencer says, possibly, unless A knew we were going there and just planted it. Which... I like that Spencer, she's that far ahead of the game now, where she, she sees how these things can happen. You I know? mean, that's, that sounds like something A would do. So Toby wants to get real and wants to know, like, what happened to her eye? And Spencer's like, we got locked in this stall and the horse next to us just went psychotic. I really got close to being kicked to death. <laughs> and Toby's like, so did A take credit for this yet? And he kind of stands up. He's getting ready to monologue. And Spencer's yeah. like, Toby. And he's like, I'm just, I'm just so tired of feeling like this. She's like, feeling like what? And he's like, powerless. And it's like, oh, welcome to our fucking world, Toby. He says, powerless. Yeah, Spencer says, that's what I wanted to call you and tell you. And he says, what, that you're lucky you didn't get trampled? And Spencer (laughs) says, no, to tell you that I'm sorry. You ass. He comes over and crouches next to her. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she says, if you becoming a cop is going to put an end to this, then I say go. Study hard, graduate early. Because coming back to this house with my parents split up and Melissa being a part of this, it's just... It's getting so much worse, and she's just crying. Like Spencer, is, it's like she had enough of this like three seasons ago, and it's yeah. just it keeps going. And uh, like a, like a good little lady should, uh, Toby takes the wet rag and kind of like damps her eye with it. This kitty here, yeah. Uh, and then they kind of do like their like forehead kiss touch thing, you know. And then Spencer's phone starts buzzing. We see Emily's calling. Yeah, uh, I like that the the line graduate early. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can do that from a police academy. Uh, Toby's um, like, turns out it's a two-week course. Yeah, like anyone can be a cop in this fucking town. Yeah, we're not so much cops as security guards <laughs> with guns in the law on our side. Oh yeah, yeah, and a whole lot of power that we like to exert on the mm-hmm. week. Um, so we cut from that to Arya's phone, which also has an incoming call from Emily. We see that Arya's at home, sees the call, but is working on engagement party decorations. In the background, they're making is, like paper flowers. Yeah, yeah, like tissue paper flowers. There's Zach and Ella also working on making tissue paper flowers. Zach can't get his to work, and so Ella's kind of giving them some playful shit for like wasting their tissue paper. And he's just like, "Are you shaming me, babe?" And she's like, "You have no shame." And then they kiss, and Arya watches. Well, and, and he's judges. like, "No shame," and they just start kissing. Yeah, and then they start like, yeah, Arya's just like, no. 
Ezra and I are both more romantic and gross than that. Um, it's Arya's watching this now, and it's like now suddenly everything about Zack seems off and threatening. Yeah, yeah. And he looks over at her, and he's like, "Oh man, look at yours, master at work," because she is a master at work. Well, from now on, Arya's nickname is the Master. The Master. She's basically a Doctor Who villain. But yeah, he's like, "Is your son great at this too?" And Ella says, "No, Mike is not a craft master, which is why he's out hiding upstairs." Well, Arya just kind of keeps looking over, and it's like. It's sad because you can see that now she's starting to think. And it's like, if only you weren't such a raging bitch to Hannah about this, which was probably like a half hour ago, you know, like, yeah. it's like Hannah's better move, like not that she should have to make one, but like, she just need to like rush in and be like, Arya, Zach's a creep. He tried to hit on me. Your mom's making a huge mistake. Hannah out. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to give you time to like respond to that because you're just going to be pissy, but you'll, you'll internalize it eventually and like figure out that I'm right. So Hannah should have given Arya like a, a shot of her own medicine, or just like texted her, yeah, yeah, and then th- then like threw her phone away. Um, but yeah, Arya gets up because she's realized all this, and she's like, she's gonna take a break. So Zach comes over and he's all giddy about it being movie time? Question like, mark. Oh, movie time. He holds up a rental DVD. Do you see what it was? No, it's it's too far away. But like, where did he rent this? Like two thousand two. Yeah, I was looking at the I guess at a red box, like the Rosewood Red Box. Uh, I was like looking at the cover and I couldn't make it out i thought like is that like cloverfield or something <laughs> that would be wild um but Ari says no she's just going to bed and ella's like really i thought you said this morning you wanted to watch this one that's why we got it is everything okay well, it's as if ella herself knows that something is wrong but when she says this she gets a very meaningful look like aria at aria like they're talking at two different levels right now you know is everything okay yeah and Ari's like yeah you know what let's watch it i'll rally yeah. And so she sits down and they, they both sit on either side of her. Uh, and you can just tell from the body language now that like Ari is not comfortable anymore. Um, she's just kind of like huddled up, you know, le- leaning a little bit away from Zach and kind of like, you know, her shoulders like shiver a little. Yeah. Zach sits down next to her. We'll come back to this, but let's just say right now that Ella is very much Arya's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Allison's bedroom. Allison's packing a bag. She is dressed in an outfit. That I could very well imagine that Sarah Michelle Gellar wore in the last season of Buffy. Oh, yeah. It's totally a, a Buffy outfit. It's like sleeveless, like leather. Like, tonic. I want to see her, like, packing, like, steaks and an axe in that bag. I think they're probably already in there. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, those are in her purse whenever she's mm-hmm. on the go. Uh, Emily's there. That's where, that's where Allison goes at night when she cuts through Spencer's backyard. It's to the cemetery to kill vampires. Yeah. Brings her yo-yo along. Yeah. Emily is there on the phone. Emily's pissed and not leaving another voicemail. So Allison asks, who's Emily even trying to call? And Emily's like, Aria. So just then Spencer comes in and Emily's just like, have you heard from Aria? Uh, Spencer's like, no, I just got the phone of Hannah. And then Spencer asks Allison, what's with the cop car in your driveway? And Allie says, he brought me here so I could get my dad's number in Westport. And I told him I needed to pack up a few more things. And Emily's like, how's Hannah's mom? And Spencer says, she's a basket case. I mean, is this how it's going to be from now on? Our parents are going to be physically attacked too? This is not the same A who got their jollies and breaking into our lockers and leaving nasty notes. This A is, and then Allie cuts her off and says, Noel Khan. She has her back to them. Like she's just been waiting to drop that mm-hmm. bombshell. And their faces are just the very definition of what the fuck. Well, it's like she's been... It, Possibly debating whether or not she needs to drop this bombshell, but obviously the way Spencer's reacting, she realizes she has to. Well, you could make the argument here that Allison is choosing to trust them. Yeah. 
Which is yeah, not something they're willing to do. Emily's like, what did you say? And Ellie says, I asked Noel to break into Hannah's house tonight. That's who was in the kitchen. It was Noel. I needed someone who mattered. Someone like Hannah's mom to stop questioning what happened to me. Uh, you're at least canon, Allie, but you get results. Well, it's it's almost like Allison had no idea that Ashley Marin is a former prime suspect for the murder of a police officer. Well, this like, is She's classic. maybe not the most upstanding citizen. No, right? I feel like Ashley's legit in this situation. Also, uh, if Ashley had been convicted, that would be season two of Serial right there. <laughs> well, this is classic Allie. Allie's, she's telling a lie to get at a deeper truth. Yeah. Which is that, she, yes, she is in danger and she is being attacked. She can't tell the cops that. So she has, she's found a way to fake it so that she can tell the cops. Right. So that, that like, that the adults will start believing the lie she told because it, while she may be lying, there is like a serious truth out there that she needs protecting from. Well, it's a good cover story too. Should anyone ever like actually look at these girls' phones and mm-hmm. see these text messages from A? Like, <laughs> you can be like, well, we did come to you guys, you know, physical altercations happened to us, yeah. what have you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was really clever. I mean, obviously the liars are pissed by this. Uh, oh, Spencer it's, it's and Emily insidious. just like can't believe this. It's insidious, but it's the kind of thing that maybe if she had brought up beforehand, I don't know. Maybe it's... They wouldn't have agreed to it, though. No. And Allie doesn't have time for that. She, you know, she knows her story's unraveling. This is kind of the tragedy of this arc over this half season is that Allie she has to do these things to kind of protect her and the liars even even though that they wouldn't agree to it she's kind of just making the executive decision and it's like tearing her apart from the liars kind of inevitably she's the hero they need but not necessarily the one they deserve right now mm-hmm. and spencer's like why would you do that and Allie just shrugs she's like well it worked didn't it you magnificent monster <laughs> yeah and spencer and Emily are just like just staring at this dangerous mastermind Allie. She turns back around and it's like her face hardens. It's like she's forcing away the guilt, you know? Well, it looks like she's almost unnerved herself, either by what mm-hmm. she's done or by their, their reactions. Or by what she's capable of doing. Or their reactions, yeah. Um, so we got to the A tag. A is in Spencer's bedroom. Uh, we see framed pictures like Allison and Spencer together. What looks like Spencer doing some writing of her own. The window's a open. A totally photoshopped picture of Spencer like in a writing outfit, yeah. Yeah, the window's open. We see Black Hoodie A is picking up, like, Melissa's writing cap off the table, inspecting it, running a finger like, over it. Like, caressing it, almost. Yeah, like, running a glove finger over it. Then A sets the writing cap down, goes over to Spencer's comfy red leather-looking chair, lifts up the cushion. Uh, we see there's, like, a like strip of some kind of fabric that gets pushed out of the way, and there's, like, yeah, a wooden cubby like, buried in there. There's, like, a little flap of fabric they pull up, and inside there's, like, this little wooden cubby hole thing. Yeah. Uh, the A starts to open up as the camera like moves away and we fade out. Hmm. What is in there? Something hidden in Spencer's chair. Yeah. So that was Scream for me. Uh, a good episode, hard to watch in parts. Yeah. The stuff with Zach and, and the way the liars react to it is very uncomfortable. I mean, I, I guess it would have been easy to just have them all like just in one episode kind of like deal with this, but I, I think it has a, a better impact hopefully over multiple episodes for people, you know? Right. I mean, it, this would be a, probably easier to, if you're binge watching to just like go right to the next episode to get to, you know, more of this story rather than having to wait a week and just like, just have that like stewing where you're just like pissed off at the other liars for like treating Hannah like shit. Well, you know, I think, I think you need to feel, I think you need that break right in the middle yeah. of this because, gives you more of that sense of what hannah is going through 
Well, I really just wanted Hannah to go to Allie. I mean, I, I know she like is so like anti Allie right now, but like Allie would have handled this shit. Like Allie, Allie is kind of like like this weird kind of like protector of mm-hmm. the women on this show. You know, like she, the way she uh, would try to get Spencer to tell Melissa about Ian, not because she wanted to embarrass Spencer, but because she wanted Ian to kind of like get his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You know, like Allie, she doesn't she doesn't like the way that, you know, the things that guys do and get away with. Like, I feel like she would have been totally believed Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Allison's a nightmare person, but uh, just imagine like the revenge fantasy movie of what she would do. She's Rosewood's Dark Knight. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like uh, she'd put on like an eye patch and get out a sword and go like kill Bill and Zach. Mm-hmm. There's no amount of like lick. Like lip licking that would save him from her. All right. Well, that was the episode. The next episode is called March of Crimes. <laughs> and that episode is also Oliver Goldstick, my Goldsmith, directed by Chad Lowe. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, I presume they probably did both of these scripts at the same time. Kind of yeah. seems like, you know, they kind of. And it makes sense because there's kind of like a story arc that stretches over two episodes here. And can we just talk about the fact that uh, not only is Chadlo directing the next episode, it's a Chadlo joint, he's also in it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to direct myself. Grace uh, you all with my presence here. Chadlo, the director, is like, I've always wanted to work with what I think is one of our generation's most underused and underappreciated actors. He's sort Chadlo, of the poor man's Rob Lowe. Chadlo, the actor, is like, there's a director out there who is so, like, it's robbed by critical acclaim. And I think uh, you're going to be really surprised with the work he does on the little program called Pretty Little Liars on ABC Family. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we will be back next time to talk about March of Crimes. Well, we're we'll talking real quick. Uh, uh, I want to thank everyone who chimed in on our question last week about uh, oh yeah the the upcoming podcast once because you know obviously we have seen Five A like we've seen through it. We're recording this in case you're wondering why the sausage is made. Right after we recorded our PLL roundtable with Heather Hogan and Jacob Clifton, which was awesome and fun, uh, tomorrow night in our real lives airs the Christmas special, which we're excited to watch. But, you know, like after you listen to that episode of the podcast, all of the new episodes will be us talking about them, having just seen them for the first time. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, foreknowledge, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, no hindsight applied. Yeah. I put out the question in last week's episode, like, what would people prefer? Like, kind of a, a next morning podcast, like, quick response, or would they rather we take our time and kind of get more into the, the details? And everybody seems to be fine waiting, uh, you know, a little while for the episode to come out if it means we can go into more detail. So I think that's what we're going to do. Which I don't know when exactly it'll be posted. It might be, like, a, a Thursday morning. It might be a little later. I'm not really sure. But it'll definitely be up before the next episode airs. Oh, with, with a few days to spare. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but we want to just thank everyone for responding, but also for essentially with those responses, putting your faith in us. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what they're saying is rather mm-hmm. than, you know, to do our usual thing rather than, I don't know. It's not like a trust fall. It's not like we're hitting it and quitting it with these episodes. There's some TLC applied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be back to talk about March crimes coming up. And lick our lips. And, uh, yeah, I hope anyone listening to this can uh, listen to our PLL Roundtable episode and, and enjoy the Christmas episode, which we'll definitely be watching, even though we won't talk about it for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it. 
Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.